37. Luke 19 and verse 37. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. (laughs) They started praising with a loud voice. And the Pharisees, some of them, said, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Amen. If rocks should talk. The Pharisees were not happy to say the least. They were angry about this noisy display of worship and they asked Jesus to rebuke and quiet down these disciples but Jesus told the Pharisees that if they should be quiet if they should not praise him they should hold their peace that the stones would immediately cry out it's uh, a little strange and perhaps reminiscent of cartoons and things where uh, objects suddenly kind of get a life and begin to speak. I have never seen, witnessed, or heard a rock talk. Can you imagine in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 9 and also in Luke 3 and 8, We find John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness and he said that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So I suppose if God can raise up children out of stones, then he can certainly give them a voice. These stones would immediately cry out. The language used here means that they would cry with a loud voice, much like the disciples. uh, the, 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 The Aramaic term that is used means to call out or to speak with a loud voice. And we generally think of this as being more or less a a a rock worship service. That they would replace that which was absent. The worship that the disciples were giving to the Lord. But the Bible really here is probably not speaking of these stones worshiping as we might think if the disciples refused to do that. But that these stones would call out in a loud voice. And if we won't worship God that the stones would cry out and they would Uh, They would wonder why we didn't worship. And perhaps they would be a witness against us. 
They would cry out in witness against us. The witness stone is something that uh, that 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 we probably all heard of. Uh, it, it, the stones sometimes have heard things. Things have been spoken in their presence that uh, maybe we don't know. I have walked through old home sites. I have walked through. Places where cities used to be and now it's just a field or a, uh, a forest. Uh, I've been out to Scatterville and I've looked around and tried to imagine what perhaps at one time it was like when there were people all around there. Uh, even the stones in the cemetery uh, with the words on them tell a story to some extent. But I've never heard a stone actually cry out to tell its story. But... There are times when there is a, a, a stone of witness, you know, between me and thee in a sense, uh, that let this be a witness between us, that this has been spoken, this has been said, this has been committed to, this is the covenant that we have agreed to. And so the stones perhaps do have a story to tell if they were to begin to cry out. Did you know that all of creation worships God? You are aware that, that there is a symphony of praise that is going on all the time because God's creation cannot help but worship Him. The psalmist in 148 said, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. There's a heavenly host of angels, a mighty cloud of witnesses, and they are instructed to praise Him. Are you with me tonight? Praise Him, all ye heavens, verse 4. Verse 3, praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars. Praise Him, ye heaven of heavens. And ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth. Ye dragons and all ye deeps. Fire and hail and snow and vapor and storm. Stormy wind fulfilling his word. Mountains and hills and fruitful trees and cedars and beasts and cattle. And creeping things and flying fowl and kings of the earth and all the people. The princes and all the judges of the earth. Young men, maidens, old men, children. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. So in other words, there ain't nothing in earth or heaven that ought not to praise him because his glory is above it all. But he also exhort, exalteth the horn of his people. The praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him, praise ye the Lord. Night and day. Can you imagine if, if we could hear, if, if their voices could be picked up by our mortal ears, the sounds that are ascending in a mighty crescendo of praise that is going up to the Lord. Amen. The Most High. And Jesus said, if you don't praise me, 
these stones would immediately cry out. They would witness against anybody that refused to praise God. They would want to know why you're not praising God. Amen. Today, amen, let us just listen to some stones. In Joshua chapter 4, there is a story of 12 memorial stones that were left there so that when people asked, what do these stones mean, a story could be told. If those stones were to speak, they would say, I remember the day when hundreds of God's people lined up. I remember the priests putting the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders. And as they marched toward the Jordan at the time of the year when it's overflowed its banks and it's wider than ever. And what looked like an impossibility, I mean, like we were going to march to our deaths right into a river when those priest toes touched the water. Suddenly there was a division and a path was opened up a way where there seemed to be no way. We are witnesses of this. We saw that water part by the power of God. And no matter what anybody will ever say and what some modern day uh, expert may, may, may have to say about these old stories. We were there. We saw the miracle working power of God on display. We are here as a memorial, as a witness of this great event. We were placed in a pile on the other side as a memorial to future generations that they would be able to say, the supernatural power of God went to work for us right here. Yes. Amen. If we won't praise God, maybe, maybe stones would speak up and say, why aren't you praising God? He's a God of miracles. He's a God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. He's a God... Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory. Amen. The victory. The rocks know it. And they would tell the story. They would praise Him if we don't do it somehow. I, 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 when we were singing a moment ago and saying, How great is our God. In my spirit, I was hoping that everyone in here was just kind of trying to answer that question in your own heart. You know, we just don't sing songs just to be because they sound good. I mean, there's a purpose. It's worship. How great is our God? I imagine that the songwriter had in mind things that he personally knew about God when he wrote that line. But it was left unspoken. It's for us to kind of fill that in as we sing, How great is our God? Is there anybody in this house that God has made a way for you when there seemed to be no way? Come on, is there anybody here that you have seen the miracle working power of God go to work on your behalf when you didn't know?
know what you would do when you thought defeat was imminent? When you thought failure was imminent? All of a sudden you found yourself on the other side of that muddy Jordan River and everything was in front of you that God had said, I'm about to give you and you had a new day in your life. I'm talking about some saints of God tonight that had a reason to praise the Lord. You've got a reason. Amen. And so, how great is our God. Stones would like to jump at the chance to be able to say, Oh, let me tell you what I have seen. I wonder about the stones in our parking lot out here. What perhaps they might say. The folks that they saw come in here bound and leave here delivered. I wonder if that witness might not cry out and say, why aren't you praising God tonight? You pulled in here in your nice car. You pulled in here, amen, and you'll leave here in a few minutes and perhaps leave unaffected. But I've been a witness to the folks that have left here forever changed. I've been a witness to the power that God has put to work in people's lives when they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. I've been a witness to the folks that have walked in here with drugs in their pocket and they're left here delivered from those things. I wonder if they would not speak out against us should we choose to not praise the Lord. Another prominent story involving stones comes from the life of Elijah, that great prophet who finally had had enough and said, it's got to come to a head, something's got to be done. And he challenged those prophets of Baal. There on Mount Carmel, uh, a contest took place. And first up was the opposing team, the, the worshipers of Baal. And they did everything. Because it was crucial, it was important, it was game day, if you will. It was game on, but if they, they, they made sure, they was ready. there was warm-ups, there were all the things that, that goes into preparation. Amen. For this great contest, they had a strategy, no doubt, put together. They had a plan. They were going to work their plan. They were going to put everything into it. If they were going to fail, it wouldn't be because one of them, amen, come up short in their effort. They put everything into it. But when it was all said and done, amen, after mocking Elijah, amen, maybe your gods went to the bathroom, maybe your gods fallen asleep. Amen. Suddenly it became clear. Amen. Time was up and now it was Elijah's turn. And Elijah did something unprecedented. He did something that uh, is would seem almost counterproductive. I mean, if you're wanting a miracle, most of us think we, well, the, the proper thing to do is push that direction as much as possible and depend on the Lord to get us there, right? Do everything in our power and trust God to do what is beyond us, what we can't do. But for a moment, it's almost as if the prophet is working against God. He gets four barrels of water and he pours them on the ready sacrifice. He said, this wood, I won't get it soaking wet. And this sacrifice that has been placed on here. It is going to, I'm going to get it as wet as it can be. My mother, uh, watching out her front windows, there's a, across the woods all around her house almost, has been in the past, but 
There's a few houses down my brother's course the next door. Across the street was just woods. Behind her house still was just woods. And to the right was now there's just a line of trees and the house on the other side. But across the street, uh, a just a wood, wooded lot filled filled with trees and forest. And, and uh, uh, the man who lived just down from it purchased that lot because he really didn't want someone to build there. And he kind of cleared some, but he left the trees. It more or less looked like a real nice park or something, what, what the direction it's going. But uh, the gentleman that he had working over there uh, tried to light a brush pile that had been pushed up there by a tractor with blades or uh, back home, a big pile of brush and he was on lost him. He's out there trying to get a fire going. He couldn't get a fire going. And there just been too much rain in recent days and that wood was wet. And Elijah pours barrels of water. One barrel would have probably been enough to say that thing was soaked with it and they were going to light it. But he gets four barrels. He goes beyond to make sure that this thing is just, just like impossible for there to be a fire that would ignite this sacrifice and this wood. Why? Because Elijah wanted to make sure that it wasn't Elijah that got the glory, it was God that got the glory. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's, there's some self-labeled prophets that go around. They're all the time trying to produce stuff, you know. And, and they will, they'll, they'll add little things, adds, you know, add some stuff to try to produce some stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, man, they, they, they know how to just pop the micro that way and get somebody's back and just try to create some kind of an atmosphere out of, out, out of stuff, you know, to try to produce something. They, they, they'll sometimes uh, use different, uh, just kind of trickery and stuff to try to, to get, and sometimes when it's not God and they're just talking, because here's the thing, when God delivers a word, Amen. And gives a word. He expects it to be spoken just like he said. You know? And sometimes there are folks that, that move in that realm that uh, maybe they're a little jealous of the folks who get up and teach and talk and people listen to them and, and, and take take direction for their lives and all that. And all they do is get to say what God says. And so 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 they they, they, they tend to just get to moving in their own self sometimes. Amen. And describe God's power to that it's not God. And, and, uh, and, and they want it to appear like it's God. Elijah says, no way. Amen. This ain't going to appear like anything I've done. In fact, I'm going to do everything I can make sure. I, I can do to make sure that it doesn't look like I did anything to make this happen. It's either going to be God or it's not. Amen. And so he pours the water on that thing. And these stones are witness to the fact Suddenly there was a flash of white hot heat. Suddenly there was an, uh, an ignition that took place and there was fire that hit that sacrifice from God, from heaven, and it consumed the sacrifice, licked up the water, amen, the wood, it was all gone and there was not a doubting person in the crowd after that. Everybody knew it was God that did it. And the stones would say, I saw it. I was a witness to that. Don't ever say that God can't answer. Don't ever say that God can't show up. That He can't manifest Himself in a circumstance. 
I don't care how many array themselves against it. I don't care how many, amen, will laugh and mock and, and try to make a, a mockery out of it. There is a God who is able to answer, amen. And it don't matter how much water there is. It don't matter how wet it is. It don't matter how messed up it is. It don't matter how dead they are, amen. Those bones can live again, hallelujah. It's possible through God. And the stones would cry out against us if we were to begin to hold our peace. It is God that does the work. All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe in, you shall receive. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. He is a prayer answering God. Amen. And we ought to praise Him. I said we ought to praise Him tonight. Oh, why don't, why don't somebody just clap your hands to Jesus right now? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll be a witness. I'll be a witness. We could talk about David and five smooth stones. That said, we were, we, we were laying in the brook that day and suddenly we were chosen. We were picked out and put in David's little bag. Amen. One of them would say, hey, and I was the one he reached down for. And he put me in that sling and around and around I went. But I felt something just guide me. I felt a divine purpose all of a sudden. Amen. I had been around for many, many years and there was no real purpose to my existence. But suddenly I felt a purpose. Amen. And I went through the air and just a... Uh, in a direction and a purpose I never had before. And I felt that contact with the forehead of that mighty giant. And suddenly he never spoke another word. Suddenly he was silenced. Suddenly he would never challenge God's people again. Suddenly those that were cowering and afraid began to climb out from behind their rocks and caves. Amen. And join the battle and say, if David can do it, we can do it. Amen. Who is on the Lord's side? Amen. David said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. I don't care what giant may be in your path tonight. Rest assured, there's a God who is able to bring him down. Understand, hallelujah, that same one who guided that stone is able tonight, hallelujah, to give you the same direction, amen, the same cunning, the same skill, whatever is needed that God would use in our life, amen, he can drop that gift in there at the appropriate time. And there is no giant, I don't care how tall he is, 10 foot, 11 foot, 12 foot, 14 foot. We had a preacher camp meet one year that just, uh, he, he kept telling how tall the giant was and every time he would tell it, he'd get about a foot tall. That giant was about 14 foot tall or something before he got done. But the bottom line is, we all sometimes face giants. And some of us have faced our giants. We probably got more we will face, but we face some giants. David wasn't the only one that would slay giants. In fact, once David killed that one, there were others that suddenly became inspired and began, amen, to say, I believe it, we can do it. 
and the Lord gave them victory. It, it, it just took one person, one little boy actually, saying, you know what, I'm getting up out of this place. I'm not hiding down here. I, I didn't come down here, amen, to just eat cheese with the boys. I came down here, amen, God sent me on a purpose. It, there's a reason I showed up here. I didn't know what it was until I got here and I heard that Jack come up and say what he said. Yeah. But I will tell you, It ain't going to be the last giant. David, you're a mighty warrior. David, you're a mighty fighter. David, you're going to see victory after victory. Amen. Because as a young boy, something rose up in him and he said, I can do it. And a stone was a witness to that. Five stones were witness to that. Uh, no doubt telling how many on that hillside or in that creek bottom there, but they were witnesses to that event that happened that day. If it was never on the pages of God's Word, if we had never even heard of the story, amen, it would not be forgotten. Somewhere it would be recorded. Somehow creation would know. And if it is not spoken, if it is not shared, if it is not declared, if we don't lift Him up and give Him the glory for the victories He's given in our lives, there's going to be perhaps a stone that's going to stand up and cry out against us and say, I know it's true. Amen. Why are you holding your peace at such a time as this? Don't just sit there in silence. Praise the Lord. Amen. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness, the Lord says, is of me, saith the Lord. Yes. I don't know. I just felt that scripture tonight. Amen. I'm going to read it again. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I've read the back of the book and we win. We ought to praise him. We ought to give him the glory. Amen. I, I'm victorious already because the Lord said that I am more than a conqueror through him. No matter how much Satan rages, he's going to be defeated. Hallelujah. John chapter 8. Jesus has a woman brought to him who's been taken in the act of adultery. Caught in the very act. She's crying. She's shaken with fear. She's terrified. And she's brought there by her captors to Jesus. And they ask Jesus what they're supposed to do with her. He, of course, bends down and begins to write in the sand. But John 8 and 7 says, So they continued asking him. They kept asking, what are we supposed to do with her? They knew what the law said. So they wanted to get Jesus to say something contrary to the law in an effort to trap him. But 
Jesus lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And maybe, maybe a stone would say, I felt the fingers lose their grip as I dropped back to the ground from which I came. And one by one, those men dropped their stones to the ground and walked away. Maybe the stones would say, we then heard these words. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Can, can you imagine the release in her spirit and the relief that she felt? Moments before, they already had the stones in their hands to kill her. And all of a sudden, thud, 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 stones drop and they leave. And Jesus says, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. If there's ever reason that any of us should praise God, it's for his mercy. If there's ever anything that ought to cause us every time we get an opportunity to pour out our praise on him, it would be because of his great and awesome mercy. What a merciful God we serve. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. The psalmist in Psalm 103 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holiness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his Benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Mm. Heals all our diseases. Redeemeth thy life from destruction. Crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I don't want any rock to point a finger at me and say, you know, he was merciful to you. And you hadn't praised him. I don't want a rock of witness to accuse me, to stand up against me and say those words. Amen. There's been so much mercy in my life. There, the, the story is, is it just, it, it, it's, it's too much. It's too great. It's too wonderful. The mercy of God. I'm not going to take the time tonight, but we could talk about the stone that guarded the tomb where Jesus was laid. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. First fruits of the resurrection. Conquered death, hell, and the grave. Came forth victorious. So that the grave is not a dead end. It doesn't have the final say. No, I shall come out. With a voice of triumph, I'll rise up and 
shout. <laughs> the grave, it can't hold me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a stone somewhere that could witness. Lord, I was rolled away. I was there when he came forth in his glorified form, his glorified body. Suddenly, amen, he went in, amen, as a body that had been beaten. He went in looking like a defeated one. But when he come out, he was the conqueror of conquerors, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. And because of that, hallelujah, amen, I don't have to be despondent. I don't have to fear failure. I can understand that I can be victorious through Him. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to be accused by some stone of saying you knew. You heard the story, uh, you, but you, you failed to appreciate it. You failed to give praise to Him. You failed to worship Him. Even so-called doubting Thomas, when he reached out his hand, when he was invited to the Lord to try and say, Amen, he said, My Lord and my God. If Thomas could say that, Amen. He recognized it was not just the man Christ Jesus who stood in front of him, but it was his very creator who stood in front of him. It was the one who breathed life into him. It was the one who knit him together in his mother's womb. It was the one who chose him one day, amen, and made him a part of his church. And it was he, amen, that would get, tell him, amen, I'm going to give you power to be witnesses. I don't think Thomas would ever be counted amongst those who refused to give him the praise. From that day forward, he said, I'm a witness. And I want the power to be a witness. And God has given us power through the Holy Ghost to be a witness in this community. I don't believe that was merely so, amen, that we could talk about it in a Bible study. I believe God gave us that power so we'd get out there and let it operate. I believe God put that in us not so we would all shout when the preacher talked about it, but I believe He put it in there so that we would not be afraid to go up against the magistrates, to go up against uh, those that oppose, to go up against those who would resist and fight, whether they be a Saul of Tarsus, amen, bringing accusations against God's people, whether they be those who would try to destroy and slay them for what they believed in or not, amen. It did not matter anymore. They were willing to die for him. They were more than happy to give their life for his sake because he had given his life for them. And because of that, the life they now live was in him, by him, and through him. I was talking about joy this morning. Man, I already blew that message so I can't preach it again. But, but my first point was rejoice. My second point was rejoice again. But my third point was rejoice in Him. Rejoice in Him. 
you can rejoice about things. You can look in the mirror and say, I look so good. Can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking each day. You can rejoice about things. When it comes to the Lord, you can rejoice in Him. You can have joy in him. Amen. Amen. Not just joy about him, but joy in him. In him we live and move and have our being. So as I'm going forward in this walk with the Lord, I'm in him. And in him I can have joy. In him I can do all things. In him, because of him, amen, I can be victorious. everything to me. He's all I need. Sister Kim, if you'd come 
to the piano tonight. That same power is in us today. This life only we have hope in Christ. We're of all men most miserable. But the reason that day that those disciples were praising God, though it got under the skin of the Pharisees, they wanted to hush them up. The reason they were praising God, I believe it's because they had saw the dead raised. That's all the sick healed, blind eyes opened, deaf ears opened, lepers cleansed, the lame walk on and on, the devil possessed, set free. They had been witnesses of these things. So many miracles, they couldn't tell it all. The 70 were sent out when they come back, the Bible says they come back rejoicing. Verse 1, verse 7. The Bible tells us that Jesus rejoiced in his spirit. Lord, devils are cast out in your name. Lord, there's no end seemingly to what can be done through your name. And they rejoice. But the Lord Gave him a little correction, said you need to, the greatest thing you ought to rejoice about is the fact that I've showed you mercy, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, he said. But then the Lord rejoiced in his spirit because those disciples had begun to see things that they'd never forget. And in the years following the day of Pentecost, those Apostles would travel many miles being a witness. He lives. He's alive. I saw him. <laughs> I, I, I felt him. It wasn't an apparition. It wasn't, it wasn't a figment of my imagination. We beheld him. We handled him. And he spoke to us. And the power that he had that brought him out of that grave is alive in us today. And we're not ashamed. We're not ashamed of him and his kingdom. Or his gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's the power of God to salvation. The Jew first also I am telling you tonight is empowering his people to be a witness. Let's stand. I want us to I, I want us to recognize that it's not in our power that we witness. It's good to study and prepare and be that workman that needs not be ashamed. Absolutely feel the arsenal, feel, feel your mind and heart of the word of God. That way he can bring it to your remembrance. But understand that for this thing to work correctly and for us to win souls to him and reach souls for Christ, there, there's a supernatural witness that needs to happen. And it 
don't need that. They will have it. It is not the extraordinary out-of-the-norm thing in the church of the living God. It is, it, it, it's the normal way things should be. And so, this Holy Ghost that's in them was designed by God to let me open my mouth, to let me be a light, to let me make a difference, to let me point the way for somebody. good news. It's the gospel. And the Lord says, I'm not looking for another agency to spread my gospel. I plan to use the church. I'm not turning to plan B. It's plan A all the way. The church is going to preach this gospel to the world. They're going to be a witness for me. And in so doing, I will do signs, miracles, and wonders amongst them when they go. Thank you. 